Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the NFL Digest. This week's V report was canceled because your girl on vacation from work. So she's kind of on vacation from her podcast. After celebrating her 100 episode, it was just time to just take a break. And I'll be back in the new year with the V report. But I will continue to give you guys my NFL Digest, where I just do... I pick five teams and I do a deep dive into those games. From now, we are at week four. We just had week 14. We're going into week 15. So I'm going to do a deep dive until week 14. Some of these games were just amazing. Some of them were just awful. But before I start my NFL Digest, I have to shout out Deion Sanders for making some real changes in the football industry, especially college industry, because what he did was, you able to flip uh, the number one recruit, like y'all, the number one recruit to go to Jackson State. Yes, you heard me correctly. And that is something that just doesn't happen. And I love what he's doing with Jackson State overall. Like, I love what Dion's doing in Jackson State. I feel like as a HBCU graduate, it's fantastic to see HBCUs one getting more like the fact they are on ESPN at least one uh, HBCU game on ESPN every day that is huge huge and that's what that's what they that's what these schools need that's why like I'm so proud as a HBCU alum to see that I'm the exposure that is needed the exposure that is earned and deserved but man oh man so <clears throat> My goodness, y'all. I I had y'all, I caught the most random like sinus infection out of nowhere. It's really just trash, but whatever. But shout out to Deion Sanders. Like, honestly, a job well done. What you're doing down in Jackson State is just different. You know, like, I'm just I'm just looking at it again. I'm just so blown away. Travis Hunter is there going from um, Florida State University. He's going to Jackson State. And yeah, he did that national sign day. He, he made a decision. And I also heard that a lot of people burning Dion's jerseys and they are saying all this hate towards tra- Travis Hunter. Ooh, if you're going to send me some hate, why would I come? Like, think about that. Like, if you're going to do all of that, why would I want to come there anyway? I think there's something wrong with y'all in Florida. But anyway, shout out to you, Dion Sanders. Keep doing what you're doing. I want to see more. Um, I want to see more of this in the HBCU circuit. And I'm just so happy to see. Welcome home, Travis Hunter. Welcome to to HBCU, Jackson State. It's going to be an amazing experience for him. And I can't wait to see how he does and how he plays. I'm I'm excited to hear about these NFL scouts going to HBCUs more and more and more. That is beautiful. Okay, so that means, gal, there's more than one way to the NFL. There's some roads are a little bit more smooth some roads got some hills and valleys but at the end of the day you get to that goal which hear your name being called and draft day so there you go so let's talk about week 14 i'm gonna have to talk about the browns and ravens game this game was crazy so the ravens were started with tyler um Hentley, who was our leading passer, he threw over 270 yards. He completed 27 out of 38 of his attempts. He had one touchdown. 
Yes, Devontae Freeman led in rushing yards with 13 carries for 64 yards, while Mark Andrews led in receiving yards um, for 11 receptions for 115 yards and one touchdown. Baker Mayfield. Baker threw for 190 yards, completed 22 at 32 of his attempts, had two touchdowns and two, uh, one interception, sorry. Nick Chubb, he led in rushing yards with 17 carries for 59 yards. And <clears throat> Donovan Peoples Jones, I love that name. He had uh, led in rush, receiving yards with five receptions for 90 yards. So Ravens had a comeback in the second half of this game, but. It's one thing about the Browns. They know how to they know how to get them points on the board early. Either they do it early or they do it way in the fourth quarter. And it's <clears throat> absolutely insane. In this game, they actually put their points up early and then let their um their defense close it out. So let's get to it. In the first quarter, Chase McLoin kicked a 43-yard field goal, putting the Browns up three to zero. Jarvis Landry, the juice, caught 90. Oh, sorry. Caught a nine-yard pass from Baker Mayfield, which resulted in a touchdown. Charles McLoin kicked extra point, making it 10-0. Going in the second, we have Austin Hooper. Um, he caught a one-yard pass from Baker Mayfield, and Chase McLoin kicked extra point, making it 17-3. With three minutes left in, left in the half, Justin Tucker kicked a 50-yard field goal, which was good, making it three to seventeen. Miles Garrett. Oh, you guys knew I was gonna talk about my shug here. Miles Garrett, yes, boo. Recovered a 15-yard uh, fumble and ran for 15 yards, which resulted in the touchdown. That's how my boo do. That's why we just be handling it. Okay. And then Chase McLean kicked extra point, making it a 24 to 3. And then with two seconds left on the clock before the um the first half, just Justin Tucker kicked a 42-yard field goal, making it six to twenty-four. Still anybody's game, you know, especially in you know, football. That ain't the rest of the game, but in this game, that was the last time the Browns saw the end zone. So in the third quarter, nothing really exciting, guys. I'll tell you right now, a lot of three and outs, a lot of just boring football. And however, at the end of the third quarter, Justin Tucker kicked a 55-yard field goal, putting the Ravens up nine to twenty-four. Okay. And now in the first quarter, sorry, fourth quarter. Let's say yes, Murray. Murray had a one-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. So Murray, um, Hentley and company went for a two-point conversion, which was unfortunately unsuccessful, leaving the Ravens 15-24. Anything is still happening, y'all. Anything. So with a minute and 17 seconds left on the clock, Mark Andrews catches a eight-yard pass from Tyler Hentley, which resulted in a touchdown. Justin Tucker kicked the extra point, making it 22-24. And that was it. The, uh, the Browns were able to shut down the Ravens and take away this victory 24-22. to 22. I'm going to talk about... I'm going to wait to my, my game of just what... It's like a WTF game and a trash game because the best game, I got to save for later. But let me actually... Let me go... Let's go to the 49ers and the Bengals. This game was crazy 
Crazy, crazy, crazy game. Went to overtime. Love a good game. It goes to overtime. This was a pretty decent game. Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo had threw for 296 yards, completed 27 out of 41 of his attempts, and had two touchdowns. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. led rushing yards with 13 carries for 56 yards, while George Kittle led in receiving yards with 13 receptions for 151 yards and one touchdown. Oh, but Joe Burrow, you know that good LSU guy, threw for 348 yards, completed 25 out of 34 attempts, and had two touchdowns. Joe Mixon, he had 18 carries for 58 yards, while T. Higgins had um, was leading rusher, nope, leading receiver, with five receptions for 114 yards. Had a great game. You go, Higgins. Okay, this game here. The Bengals really showed out for, most, for um, the second half. They got back in the game. But you got to do it. You got to do it. We sent them into overtime. But, however, the 49ers were able to pull out their win, 26-23. Let's get to it. First quarter, we have Ruby Gold kicking a 33-yard field goal, putting up Seth Brown the, on the board, 3-0. to zero. Evan McPherson kicked the 37-yard field goal, tying the game 3-3. Three to three going into the second quarter. In the second quarter, Devo Samuels had a 27-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Ruby Gold kicked the extra point, making it 10-3. With a minute and 42 seconds left in the half, Evan McPherson kicked a 28-yard field goal, making it um, 10-6. However, with 18 seconds left on the clock, George Kittle catches a 14-yard pass from Jimmy G, which resulted in a touchdown. Ruby Gold kicked the extra point, making it 17-6. In the third quarter, this quarter was the most boring quarter because literally the 49ers was the only people touched the end zone, but only once because Ruby Gold was able to kick a 24-yard field goal in the middle of the third quarter, which put the um, 49ers up 20-6. And that is the only time anyone touched the end zone. However, in the fourth quarter, the Bengals came back. The Ohio has been playing some football. Keep be real with y'all. Because Jamar Chase catches a 17-yard pass from Joe Burrow. That's LSU magic right there, which results in a touchdown. Evan McPherson kicks the extra point, making it 13-20. to 20. Jamar Chase then catches at the with a minute and 19 seconds left on the clock. Jamar Chase then catches a 32-yard um, pass from Joe Burrow, which results in a touchdown. Evan McPherson kicks the extra point, tying the game 20 to 20. So we're going to overtime, folks. Okay. Well, the start over timeout. Evan McPherson kicks a 41-yard field goal, make it 23-20. Right now, it's the Bengals' defense job to shut down Jimmy G. However, with a minute and 53 seconds on the clock, Brandon IQ catches a 12-yard pass from Jimmy Garoppolo, which resulted in a touchdown, making a 26-23 victory for San Fran. So let's talk about our, I want to call it the WTF game, because we have a lot of good football games. There's a lot of good football games. There was a lot of, some blowouts, but there was some good football. But I'm gonna talk about this Raiders and Chiefs game. Cause I'm not even gonna entertain the Jaguars and Titans game. So I'm gonna go right to the Raiders and Chiefs. 
This was a disaster. Disaster. But for the Raiders, another uh, you know, strong attempt by the offense for the Chiefs. Chiefs offense starting to finally click again and getting back to what we saw those these past few Super Bowls. So respect is due where it's due. So let's get to it. Derek Carr threw for 263 yards. He completed three, 33 out of 45 attempts. He had one touchdown and one interception. Uh, Josh Jacobs led in rushing yards with nine carries for 24 yards. Hunter Renfro led receiving yards with 13 receptions for 117 yards and one touchdown. Pat Mahomes, he threw for 258 yards, completed 20 out of 24 of his attempts and had two touchdowns. Derek Gore, he um, had nine um, carries for 66 yards and one touchdown by Tyreek Hill, had four receptions for 76 yards. Okay, okay, let's get to this game here. So all we can say is that the Chiefs just literally toyed with the Raiders. I was expecting a way better Raiders game here. Because now I know we all know the Chiefs are good. The Chiefs are always going to be good. They have, the, they have one of the best quarterbacks in the game playing. And yes, their offensive line can use some work. Yes, their defense is absolutely trash, but if you've got Pat Mahomes just chucking that pigskin up, you are going to get a good game from him. You're going to see the, the Chiefs run that game up. But when Pat can't do those little crazy throws, oh, that's when it gets rougher for Mahomes. But in this game, there was none of that. So in the first quarter, Mike um, Hughes um, catches a, actually, sorry, who turns. A 23-yard fumble return and results in a touchdown right off right off the back. So you already know when that game starts like that, you already know what kind of vibe it is. And Harrison Buckler kicked the extra point, putting the Chiefs up early, 7-2-0. Darrell Williams catches a 23-yard pass from Pat Mahomes, which results in a touchdown. Harrison Buckler kicked the extra point, making it 14-0. In the second quarter, Clyde Edwards um, Perler had a five-yard run, which um, ended up with a touchdown. Harrison Buckler kicked the extra point, make it 21-0. to Josh Gordon did catch the one-yard pass from Pat Mahomes. Harrison Buckler kicked the extra point, making it 28-0. to Goodness gracious, y'all. With a minute and 40 seconds left in the half, Clyde Edwards um, Heller catches up. I'm uh, sorry, he has a six-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Harrison Buckler kicks the extra point, making it 35-2-0. Yikes, y'all. If you watch this game, you're saying, what? Like, WTF? Because it's just like, Raiders, what is going on? Like, you guys are getting ramrodded here. Like, this is wild. However, at the end, right when the clock expired, Daniel Carson kicked a 26-yard field goal, putting the Raiders finally on the board 3-35. to There's going to be some Bugs Bunny secret stuff going on in this locker room to have any type of comeback from this, okay? And I'll let y'all know, that didn't happen. Because when we go into the third quarter, Harrison Buckley kicked a 54-yard field goal, uh, increasing the lead 38-3. to However, Hunter Renfro has a, 
catches a four-yard pass from Derek Carr, which results in a touchdown. And of all the times to miss, get kicked. Daniel Carson misses the extra point, so the Raiders only get six points here, making it nine to thirty-eight. That is the last time, y'all. The Raiders touched, sniffed, looked at the end zone. Okay, because in the fourth quarter, Harrison Buck with the thirty-four-yard field, sorry, sorry, thirty-seven-yard field goal, increased their lead forty-one to nine. With seven minutes and 19 seconds left on the clock, Derek Gore has a 51-yard run. That was a good run. And that resulted in a touchdown. Harrison Buckler kicked the extra point, making it 48-9 to as the final score. What was that? Like, if I was a Raiders fan, if I was a Raiders team, my head's down. I'm just like, I don't even know what to do. But as a fan, I'd be like, what happened? Like, you guys could not stop. Pat Mahomes the whole game. Like, what's going on? What's going on? A few good stops, but it was not the ones you need. You need to make that boy stop throwing that ball, okay? And also, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news right now, I just got that Ur- um, Urban Meyer has been fired. The Jacksonville um, head coach that last season, the first year as a head coach, has been fired. I'm sorry to hear that, bro, because nothing's cool about getting fired right before Christmas. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to say the truth. December's that month. However, people be getting fired, but I just hate that. It's holidays. It's not like joy. But sorry, Irma Myers and the Jags. It's just been a mess. It's been a disaster this, that time there. I think it's I think it's time for him maybe went to college because it was just not the, the move he wanted. It's not the move. The men upstairs want it, and hopefully women upstairs want it, but it's just mm, no good. So sorry, everybody, to get you terminated on a Thursday morning. Okay, when we get back, we're going to get to one more um, amazing game. Then we're going to get to Nora's game of the week because I make a lie, y'all. We had some really, really good football this week. And you got me, you got me shocked my game of the week, but we'll get to it. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Again, if you're interested in starting your own podcast and you don't know where to turn, what you need to do is download Anchor. Anchor is the best place where you can make all your podcast dreams come true because you can record your podcast, edit your podcast, add effects to your podcast, and guess what? Add music to your podcast, publish your podcast, and then when you publish it, it goes to a variety of different podcast generators such as Apple and Spotify and even Anchor themselves. Anchor is a way you can also monetize your podcast and keep up with everything that's going on with your podcast, keep up your numbers, and be able to grow your podcast. All you have to do is download the Anchor app and start recording. It's as simple as that. And if you're interested interested in Anchor and interested in becoming a podcaster, there's no other way to go but anchor.com to make this dream come true. Okay. So our last, our our game, our game before we get to Norris game of the week, we're going down to Tampa. Those Buccaneers versus those Bills. Talk what you want about the Bills, but I like the Bills. Oh, I like Bills Mafia. The Bills play hard. They play some hard football. And they also then came to the GOAT. 
came to the goat's house. You were expecting a good game? I don't know about y'all. I was. This was a fantastic game. So let's so get to the stats. Let's talk about our leaders. Josh Allen, he threw for 380, sorry, 308 yards. <laughs> Completed 36 out of 54 attempts. Had two touchdowns and one interception. Josh Allen also led in rushing yards with 12 carries for 109 yards and one touchdown. You know, homie was playing. Stephon Diggs led in receiving yards with seven receptions for 74 yards. Tom Brady, 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 Brady. He threw for 363 yards, completed 31 of 46 of his attempts, and had two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette had nine carries for 113 yards and one touchdown. Chris Goodwin led in um, receiving yards with 10 receptions for 105 yards. Oh, we had a good game here, guys. We went into overtime. The Bills had a comeback. The Bucks led off strong. It was some good football here. Let's get to it. In the first quarter, Leonard Fournette had a 47-yard run, woo, which resulted in a touchdown. Ryan stuck up kicked the extra point, making it 7-2-0. In the second quarter, Ryan stuck up hit the 23-yard field goal in the beginning, putting the the Bucks up 10-2-0. Then Tyler Bass um, for the yeah. For the Bills, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, kicked extra, a 21-yard field goal, putting um, the Bills on the board for the first time, three to zero, three to ten. Mike Evans then catches a 13-yard pass from Tom Brady, which results in a touchdown. Ryan Suckup kicked the extra point and made it 17 to three. Yes, uh, Tom got out there, ran with a minute 29 seconds left in the half. Tom Brady had a one-yard run. For a touchdown, Ryan Suckup kicked the extra point, making it 24-2-3. If you're watching football, you're a betting person, you're like, this game's over. Oh, but it wasn't, y'all. It was not. Because in the third quarter, the only time anyone touched the end zone was Josh Allen. Josh Allen had an 18-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Tyler Bass kicked the extra point, making it 10-24. But this juicy fourth quarter is where it gets fun, y'all, right here. Because then Ryan stuck up to start the fourth quarter, kicks the 24-yard field goal, putting um, the Bucks up 27 to 10. Bucks thinking they got this game in the bag. Oh, watch out for the Bills. Because then Dawson Knox catches a 15-yard pass from Josh Allen, which results in a touchdown. Tyler Bass kicks the extra point, making it 17-27, down by 10 points. That ain't up for Josh Allen. He got this. Because then right after that, Gabriel Davis catches a four-yard pass from Josh Allen which results in the touchdown. Tyler Bass kicked the extra point, making it 24-27. Clearly, what is the Bucks' def- um, um, issue is their defense. Their defense cannot stop anybody when they need them to. I don't know what. Like the first quarter, first two, first half of the game, defense was doing a really, really good job, but they're not a four-quarter defense, and that's not going to be good, especially in these playoffs because we got some super teams out here. This coming playoffs. So to continue on, like right now the Bills are still holding that last spot. Um, Tyler Bass kicks a 25-yard field goal to tie the game with 22 seconds on the clock. 27 to 27. We go in some overtime. Then Brady Sam shutting this down early. 
because then Bray throws his 58-yard pass to um, Breshad Perman, which results in a touchdown, making it 33-27. to Unfortunately for the Bills, they were not able to get to that end zone at any point. Ending the game 33-27. Oh, great game. Great football game. But I'm going to the Norris game of the week. I'm going to my conference. I'm going to that NFC East. And I'm going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington football team. Everybody doesn't hate the Washington football team's name. I think it's stupid. I think it's lazy. But Washington has been showing a lot of promise here. And this game did not go the way I thought it was going to go. I'm going to hold y'all. Shout out to Dallas. And that's a lot for me to say. Shout out to Dallas. But Washington, I'm proud of y'all. Y'all have been playing some real good football. Period. Okay. So let's get to it. Uh, Dak Prescott, he threw for 211 yards, completed 22 at 34 attempts, had one touchdown and two interceptions. Ezekiel Elliott was leading rush with 12 carries for 45 yards. CB Lamb, yes, he's here. He was leading receiver for seven receptions for 61 yards. Taylor Heineke, he threw for 122 yards, completed 11 at 25 attempts, had one touchdown and one interception. Antonio Gibson, he um, was the rusher. He had 10 carries for 35 yards. While Cam Sims was the leading receiver with three receptions for 69 yards and one touchdown. I'm telling you guys, you would not expect this game to end the way it did. This, this game with Dallas was dominating. The first half was Dallas. Dallas owned the Washington football club. I don't full team. I don't know how they came back the way they did. It looked so grim. So grim for um, Washington during this game. I know this is a big rivalry, especially when you live in, in the DMV area. You literally see this rivalry in full effect. There's a lot of Dallas fans here. Yes, I don't know why you yell, but a lot of Washington fans, and it's on and popping the second these two teams meet in the DM and not uh, Maryland. So let's get to it. Greg Zerlin kicked the 35 yard field goal, putting Washington, putting Dallas on the board early, three to zero. Amari Cooper catches a seven yard pass from Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott, which results in a touchdown. And Prescott and company went straight for it. They went for a two point conversion and ran it with Ezekiel Elliott, and it was good, making it 11 to zero. um, Dorrance Armstrong then returns a 37-yard fumble, which results in a touchdown. It's the end of this first quarter. Greg Zerlin kicks extra point, putting Dallas up 18-0 at the end of the first quarter. In the second quarter, Greg Zerlin kicks a 38-yard field goal, um, putting Dallas up 21-24. With 15 seconds left on the clock, Zerlin got you with a 37-yard field goal, putting Dallas up at the half, 24-0. In the third quarter, Cam Sims catches a 43-yard pass from Tyler Heineke, which results in a touchdown. 
Heineke and company didn't go for the extra the two point conversion, which ended up to be good because Tyler Heineke ran it in and made it eight to twenty four. Greg Zerlin at the end of the third quarter kicked a twenty nine yard field goal, making it twenty seven to eight. You guys thought right then that Washington out of the game. This is where you hit Undertaker music because going to the fourth the fourth quarter, it seems like okay Washington's still shaky shaky, but it was five minutes and nine seconds on the clock. Undertaker Bell hit right there because then Jonathan Williams does a one-yard run, which results in a touchdown. However, oh, when you need people to be on their stuff, the two-point conversion was no good. Not good, Washington. However, Cole Holcomb um, intercepts Prescott and runs runs back 31 yards, which results in a touchdown, making it 20 to 27. However, oh, if you are a Washington fan, you're like, why us? Because an extra point was blocked by Brian Johnson. And then right after that, when the Washington football team got the football back, Heineke throws an interception, a crucial interception, which Dallas ends up being able to run the clock out and end the game. Oh, this game. I love a good Cinderella story. And it was so close to a full Cinderella story. But both of these teams played such good football. Now, of course, it wasn't like the Bills and the Bucks. Because you know not the Bills and the Bucks. But the NFC East, I'm not going to call them the least. It's a, a surprising division. And I like, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the Washington Football Club. They are a great team. Um, if, if due to injuries, things do things are harder, but still, they're holding it together. So respect is due where it's due. So that is Nars game of the week. Let's go to week 15. Christmas week. Wait a minute. I'm not tripping. Yeah. Well, week before Christmas. Well, this this Sunday. Well, to, well tomorrow. The Chiefs versus the Chargers at 8, 8.20 p.m. I'm going Chiefs with that game. Let's go to Saturday football. Yes, y'all. This is at the time of year we get some football on Saturday. The Raiders versus the Browns. I'm going with the Browns. The Patriots versus the Colts. Ooh, I'm going with them. Those bad Patriots right now. On Sunday, though, we get to our Sunday football. We got the Panthers versus the Bills. I'm going with the Bills. Cardinals versus the Lions. I'm <laughs> I bet the Cardinals better win. Cardinals versus the Lions. Jets versus the Dolphins. I guess I'll go Dolphins because, you know, you know. Oh, it met life stadium. Cowboys versus Giants. As you guys, I'm a Giants fan. Man, I'm never, I know the Cowboys are the better team. As an analyst, I'll pick the Cowboys. As a fan, going with my Giants. I'm going, I go with my Giants every week. They lose, lose, lose. I don't care. I'm a, I'm a diehard fan. I go, I go down with the ship. Washington versus the Eagles. This is a crucial game. Whoever wins this game is the second in the NFC East. Based on how they playing, I'm going Washington. I just feel like the Eagles are so shaky. They're not somebody you want to put your bet on yet, but they're just, I feel like they're so close to being the team. But they're just, they're just too shaky right now to go to Washington. The Titans versus Steelers, Titans. Texans versus Jaguars. I promise you guys, this is going to be 
Norris trash game of the week next week because I'm I don't see nothing good here. The Jags just fired their coach. I'm going with the Texans. Bengals versus the Broncos, another good game. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I feel like I trust the Bengals just a little bit more. Falcons versus the 49ers. Falcons. I, I'm not even going to think hard about that. Falcons. Seahawks versus the Rams. I'm going with the Rams. Also, shout out to Odell. One, homie having a baby. Shout out to you, Odell. Congratulations. Congratulations. to be a poppy. And also, just proving your hair is wrong, Odell. You got there again. You've had three touchdowns um, in the last four games. The first game was your transition game, and you've been doing the thing. Everybody trying to say that you was the problem. But look at you, homie. You ain't the problem. I'm happy you stay true to yourself. I'm an Odell fan. That's the homie. So I'm definitely going to rock with him. So shout out to him. Shout out to him. Packers versus the Ravens. I'm going with the Packers. Saints versus the Bucks. Sunday night football. And Tampa. I'm going with the Bucks. And Tampa, I'm going with the Bucks. If they were in, if they were in New Orleans, I'm going with the Saints. The Saints have been playing well against the Bucks, but I'm going to go with the Bucks. And for Monday night football, we have the Vikings versus the Bears. I'm going with these crazy Vikings because they have the worst luck, but they just better than the Bears. That's a fact. Okay, everybody. And that is it. I shall see you guys next week. Um, your NFL Dodgers will come to you on a Wednesday because your girl got a lot of Christmas shopping to do. So she will not have access to, not access, not have the time on Thursday, the day before Christmas Eve to be doing this. So you'll get your NFL Digest on Wednesday afternoon instead of Thursday afternoon. And for all you guys that, again, that's supporting me, that's the, that helps celebrate my 100th episode that just been rocking with me this whole time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate everybody that, that came out and actually physically celebrated with me. We had a great time. I have to thank everybody that played a hand in everything. I got to have a really beautiful custom cake made by um, Imana Jim. Thank you so much, my Nigerian brother, for making me such a beautiful cake. It was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. My black and silver event was a lot of fun and nothing but laughs. Thank you, Lavi, for hosting my event and just everything going well. So I just had to thank everybody for those things. And again, it's the holidays. I gotta plug my foundation. So I'm, you guys know I'm the president and founder of the VL Foundation, which is a foundation that helps children who are, who are and have been abandoned or lost their parents and they parents are guardians. So what I do, what my foundation does, my team and I, we provide services to those children and that's through providing with mental health. We uh, help with them, help them with college prep and workforce prep. We help these kids get ready for college and help these kids get ready to enter the workforce. And the college, so right now what we're doing, um, we're still continuing our wine fundraiser, which this fundraiser helps us raise money for the scholarship program. And those who don't know, what we have, yes, we have a scholarship, pro, scholarship for college and a scholarship for workforce. We're trying to help children who want to go to trade school, who want to go to uh, college, have a have the funds they need to do these things. Whereas right now again we're a little foundation growing. 
And I'm proud of that. I'm a milk. I'm very proud of that. And I gotta thank all my donors from this year. I was able to do so much, and it's it's a blessing. It truly is a blessing. And with the holiday season, I just gotta just say I am truly blessed and highly favored. Um, those of you that know our story, know the foundation story, you know how hard and how long we've been working on growing and making these things, dreams into realities. So thank you all, all of you that have donated, that have purchased wine, that have just, you know, a $10 donation, that $5 donation, all that stuff has been very, very helpful. And we thank you, we thank you from the bottom of our heart. So this is not our last show of the year, but this is the last show of the week. I don't have a view report this week, so I will put this in the view report. And I hope you guys continue to take care. Stay blessed. And I'll see y'all next week to talk about week 15. Bye.